0: Seven insights from our 2023 demographic survey. Last week, on the Stomeyer Games monthly e-newsletter, I shared a demographic survey with our subscribers. I've done this a few years in a row now, with the intent being to learn more about our about our followers, so we can better serve you in the future. I try to focus on questions with actionable results. As usual, I'll focus on data where a significant change happened compared to previous years, as well as new and revised questions. First, a few quick notes. One, you can see my analysis of previous year's data at some links on the post, and two, this data is specifically from those who choose to follow Stonemaier Games, so it is not necessarily representative of the greater gaming community. I welcome the sharing of any other survey results in the comments. The first insight is the significant decrease in participants of the survey a little over 1,600 this year compared to 4,138 last year. The difference is attributed to the lack of financial motivation to fill out the survey. Last last year, there were five $100 gift cards to our web store at stake. The reason for the change is that shareholders theorize the data might be skewed by those participating to win a prize instead of to offer their sincere responses. However, interesting to me is that even with the decrease in respondents, the answers remained almost exactly the same this year for all questions. This tells me that the data isn't skewed by using a small prize as a motivator for participation. It's just a little nudge for someone to spend two minutes of their day doing something they wouldn't otherwise have done. At the same time, given that we received such similar data, perhaps 1,600 or so respondents are enough for us to gauge the preferences of our 45,000 newsletter subscribers. The second insight is a new question I added to the survey. Over the last few years, we've operated under the assumption that our our customers like that the gap between paying for a newly announced game and receiving it is just a few weeks. For example, we don't crowdfund our games. But crowdfunding campaigns continue to be hugely successful, so I wanted to ask a question to challenge this assumption. As it turns out, most of our customers, 80% of them, would prefer to receive something within a month of paying for it, though there are some who are happy to wait, perhaps because they have enough unplayed games to last them six or more months, or they like to eagerly await the things they pre-order for several months. The third insight is that compared to last year, more people bought directly from publishers and on crowdfunding platforms, and fewer people bought from online and local stores. I'm not entirely sure if I should continue to ask this question, as the shift in preferences doesn't actually change anything for us. We will continue to offer our games in a variety of places so people can buy them in their preferred way, crowdfunding being the only exception. The fourth insight is a decrease in the number of respondents who primarily play games with kids or family, and an increase in those who play mostly at two players. This reinforces my opinion that all of our games should shine at two players, in addition to one, three, four, and five plus. The fifth insight is a new question we decided to see, decided to ask, to see what types of games people are a buying and b not actually getting to the table. The question is, what's currently on your shelf of opportunity of owned but unplayed games? Now that we have this data, I'm not entirely sure what to learn from it. For example, 59% of people have heavy games on their shelves. Does that mean they're less likely to buy more heavy games? Or does it mean that they love heavy games and want more? The sixth insight is a repeat of a question we asked last year. And there's a pretty big difference here. The question is, at what phase of the gaming hobby would you say you're in? The number of respondents in the saturation completion stage significantly increased and the number of people in the growing collecting phase significantly decreased. As a game publisher, that is concerning, though it also means we need to do a better job at inviting newcomers into the hobby. The seventh insight is that the top two platforms for playing digital versions of tabletop games switch positions with board game arena overtaking Steam. This speaks to the subscription model of BGA, a desire to play against humans instead of the computer, and the significant increase in the number of games on BGA. I think this means we'll start to see fewer fully digital tabletop ports as they require a lot of time and money and may not have the return on investment that developers are hoping for. Stonemaier Games' strategy for, for BGA is that we are happy to put the core versions of our games on the platform if BGA is interested and has a developer available, after a game has been available on the tabletop, for three or more years. I'm genuinely surprised to see some 2023 releases appear on BGA as I struggle to see how the upside of the boost in players and the increase in Board game Geek buzz and ratings outweighs the decrease in tabletop sales. Our demographic survey indicates that only 4% of people who play a, di- a game digitally are likely to then buy that game for the tabletop. That's how many people answered six plus to the question, how many digital versions of tabletop games do you play this year that inspired you to buy the digital copy? buy the, by the physical game. I'll repeat that. How many digital versions of tabletop games did you play this year that inspired you to buy the physical game? I have absolutely no problem with people playing digital versions of games. I host a BGA game night every other week myself. But I just have to imagine that it's, go- that it's going to result in a lot of newly released games sitting in a warehouse for a long time if people can just play those games on BGA instead. I'm keeping an open mind about this though. A few key results that did not change from the 2022 survey. Gender, respondents were mostly male, 82%. Location, respondents primarily live in the US, 65%, Europe, 17%, Canada, 10%, and Oceania, 5%. And campaign games, respondents are not playing many campaign games with 77% having played two or fewer campaign games in 2023. Huge thanks to everyone who, f- who took the time to fill out the survey. What do you think about these results and how creators could act on them to better serve you?